Hi-de-ho, welcome to the Healthcare Marketing Underground Podcast for the week of June 5th, 2015. This is episode 260, and I am Chris Bevelo, EVP at Revive Health. With me today in studio are... Uh, Adam Meyer, also of Revive Health. Uh, Chris Boyer, also of Revive Health. And we have a special guest with us via transom, Elizabeth Musson from Revive Health. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, guys. Thanks for joining us. Hey. I'm happy to be here. Yay. Yay. <laughs> We've broken the pestle monopoly. <laughs> I, I said we weren't going to refer to pestle in this podcast. Uh, did you? Yeah, I did. Uh, I'll get that out of the way in the first minute. So, Elizabeth, <laughs> first of all, tell folks about yourself. What do you do at Revive? What's your background? What's your favorite TV show? All the important things. Yeah, all the important things. I'm a vice president at Revive Health in our Santa Barbara office, so I'll be at our West Coast representation today. I work on the health services team, and my favorite TV show, I got to go with the TV series, The Wire. Nice. Nice. It's in my top three. That's, yeah, it definitely is in my top three, too. My top three is getting really hard to keep as my top three because it was The Wire, Sopranos, and Breaking Bad. And now? Something else came recently. What just ended recently? Oh, Mad Men. Mad Men? I think Mad Men's pushing Breaking Bad. Are you a Mad Men fan, Elizabeth? I am, but I saw the very last episode to watch. Oh, oh it's such a good ending. I know. I was traveling, and I didn't get a chance to watch it. <laughs> have you I feel been... like I have to save it for a special I moment. feel like I've seen the last episode with all the uh, everyone talking about it. Don't spoil it. it. I'm yeah, not I was going to say, has it been spoiled hey, for it's you? It's okay. I mean, there's a, there's a time limit on spoiling. We yeah, can spoil it now. Not for Elizabeth. <laughs> feel like there's going to be any dramatic moment to uh, well when don draper dies it just <laughs> breaks the whole <laughs> nice okay so um i'm gonna get uh, just a point of clarification because you know i don't know how much our listeners know about revive health so i don't want to bore them to death i don't want to pimp ourselves but elizabeth you mentioned you work for the health services team and i think um just in 30 seconds you know to let people know that revive health is clearly from the name healthcare focused all we do is healthcare uh, but we do have three specific points of interest three practices so one of them is health systems so that's hospitals health system physician groups that's who this podcast really is for uh, because we talk almost exclusively about uh, that world though we get people from other sides to mm-hmm. come in then we have uh, health technology is another focus of us and then we have the group that elizabeth mentioned that she's part of which is health services, uh, which is really focused on any company that is uh, looking to partner with or sell into health systems is the best way to define that. So uh, that's a pretty wide uh, variety of, of organizations, isn't it, Elizabeth? It is, yeah. I have uh, everything from telemedicine companies to addiction treatment centers um, to home health agencies. So yeah, it's pretty broad. Yeah. For sure. So there. That's uh, what was that NBC thing? Do, 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 do. What was that? Like, <laughs> like when they gave like a little moral message. Oh, that now was you know. And now you know. Yeah, now it was like a little know. rainbow with a It was a star. rainbow. Ooh, now you know. <laughs> and knowing is half the battle. And knowing is half the battle. Okay. So let's move into some things to talk about. Uh, oh, shoot. Look what happened there. I deleted the title of the article. Uh, the, you mean the big data is coming to purchase to is coming for your purchase history? Is that the one? Is we're that the name about? of it? Oh, wait! Before we get to that, mm-hmm. we got to give a shout out to uh, Phil Stone. Oh, Phil Stone yeah. is listening on his commute uh, either to or from Ventura. 
which Elizabeth, you live out that way, so you're telling us was a pretty nice drive. It is right along the coast. The Ventura nice. Highway. Probably rivaled only by my commute from Minneapolis to Savage, I'm sure. <laughs> that they yes. would be neck and neck. Right through the bowels. Of, in uh, what you get to see. Yeah. Um, Twin Cities metro but, area. But Phil is an avid listener. Phil's part of Revive, we should say, COO at Revive Health, but uh, has become an avid listener of the podcast and an advocate for our podcast internally. Uh, and also, uh, he submitted some jargon. He did. The board stamp. Board stamp. Not to be confused with the tramp stamp. Well, you never know. <laughs> I'm not sure what your board looks like. The board stamp is when, you, when you've got approval from any kind of senior leadership, I think. Mm-hmm. Get the board stamp. Get the board stamp. He also said that we should reboot the conversation. Reboot. The conversation, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That sounds kind of old, though. Like, old school. Reboot? Yeah, reboot. Why is that old school? Do we, have, you, have you said reboot like You don't Adam? reboot like a, a horse or something. I said reboot. It's a computer. When's the last time you said reboot? I'm and probably literally you power talking up. about a computer, though. Re- you power cycle. <clears throat> when I hear board stamp, I think of like, what's the movie with Chris Farley when he's like, not so much right here or right here. <laughs> he's whacked in the face with a two by four by uh, David Spade. Is that Black oh, Sheep? Black Sheep. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that was not nearly <laughs> we as good. We went from board so stamp to Black fatter. Sheep. <laughs> Your head's got this shell on it. That's Tommy Boy. Sorry. What right, do you well, do? We, we digress, as we always do. Oh, that is Tommy Boy. Okay, so Boyer, Boyer's right. The, the, the article we wanted to talk about is, uh, is it titled Big Data is Coming for Your Purchase History to Charge You More Money? Yes. From The Guardian. Uh, would you like to kick off this conversation, Mr. Boyer? Uh, sure, I could. Um, this is uh, this this was a great article that um, I'm not sure who found it, but we found it, and it, it was talking about uh, price surging and how big data is now used in many different industries to really set a personalized price for people, and uh, in order to maximize their profits of all their different consumers. It's kind of an interesting article um, where where they they basically provide a variety of different examples. I think one of the most notable examples that we know of is in 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 airlines, uh, you know, when when you're flying, you know that at certain times that people have uh, purchased airline tickets for different prices, um, and we know about that. We know that at certain periods, there's been articles written about you know mm-hmm. you, pu- you buy on Tuesdays, three weeks before the flight, and it's the best deal or what have you. Now I'm going to interrupt you there mm-hmm. because that is the old school personalized pricing. Right. Um, this has become a news story here locally <clears throat> because our own Senator Al Franken, yes, we've oh, elected yes. Al Franken, mm-hmm. though the same Al Franken that you might have seen from Saturday Night Live. Gosh darn it, people like me. People like me, that Al Franken. He's an actually, he's quite a good senator. Um, he helped defeat the Time Warner. Oh, the merger? Merger. And- so we can all celebrate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has recently raised concerns about personalized pricing in airlines, but not in the way you're talking about, Boyer, mm-hmm. uh, which is often tied to the demand uh, mm-hmm. of the airline seat. So when, you, you know, when you're buying it or, or how many seats are filled or whatever, this is based on what they know about you. Right. So mm-hmm. like they, what's funny is he's thinking about it in the exact opposite way I would think about it, uh, that they could, for example, price your seat based on your zip code. Sure. Right. And his concern is that's going to hurt the income challenged. Um, he said, likewise, Franken said, people living in high-income zip codes may get better fares to entice them to book more tickets over consumers living in low-income neighborhoods. I would have the exact opposite concern. 
Right. I would assume that they are jacking the prices up on right. the higher income zip codes which because gonna, people will pay more. Right, which will mm-hmm. only hurt the lower income portion of that right. zip code. Suddenly an airline ticket to, you know, round trip to Chicago from Minneapolis, which was a couple hundred bucks, is now all of a sudden five hundred dollars and mm-hmm. they travel down to Chicago often to see relatives, they're not gonna be able to do that anymore. Yes. You could drive, I suppose. Yes. So anyway, I interrupted you, but I wanted to say this is very timely in another way too. So continue. Continue well, no, with no, your discussion. I mean, I, I mean, so it was, it, I guess the, the main thrust of the article is around the fact that we are now collecting in so much data about people and in the retail space that they can actually start to not only personalize communications or personalize, you know, recommendations on the best movies to watch or the products to buy, but now they're going to be able to start personalizing the pricing, what they think you can afford. Yeah, it's interesting. And this might be jumping ahead a little bit here too, but I don't know if you know. Tim Cook was on the took to the took to the stage recently to talk about um, privacy and and there's a, Google I/O happened recently, mm-hmm. and, and Google, of course, we know gathers a lot of data about us. That's kind of what their whole everything that they put out there is for is for gathering mm-hmm. intelligence on us so that they can market to us or so that others can market to us better. Um, Apple's a little counter to that, but Tim Cook came out and was like, "People are going to." we don't do that and people are going to see it for what it is soon. And we're the alternative to that. Well, that's kind of like, well, Apple might be the alternative, but you know, Mm -hmm. in many of these cases, Google does performs a lot of these services a hell of a lot better than Apple does. Right. So Elizabeth, what's your take on this? Yeah. Super interesting. I think the trick is going to be what products you use it for. Uh, Well, because the example they gave in the article is, you know, if you're going to be out at the bar and your friend pays less than you do, First of all, let's not mix this in alcohol. That's not going to go well. Um, But I think you can't have it where you have people right next to each other. Um, It works for airlines because it's not like you ask the person sitting next to you, hey, what did you pay for that seat? So it'll be interesting. I think it will be a customer service issue to deal with for a lot of these companies. Well, I'll tell you one thing. That friend is me picking up the tab. All of the time. Yeah, I know, right? Together <laughs> if ahead of if I have my hit saying it. Well, it's. I think it's kind of weird to think about the fact that, okay, I get the fact that we want to start um, promoting or, or suggesting products that might be of interest to people. But I think that there's a slippery slope here when we start to actually think about the pricing and what the prices may be um, based on your footprint your right. data footprint right. right i i i just i just get the sense you know that people um it, it, will this happen in supermarkets will this happen will this happen in healthcare i mean that's really the question here do you think you think there's going to be a certain point where because of one person's at this socioeconomic status they make you know $200,000 a year that they're going to pay more for a knee replacement than people that are going to be going in for you know well, it's already happening. I was that's been happening true. for years. With, with right. health insurance, that's insurance and lack of right transparency, mm-hmm. I was going to say, it seems like that's already the case to it's, some it, degree. I don't think it's anything that consumers would ever want. So it's going to be less of that and more of the companies are going to force it on us because we don't have a choice. It's a product or service that we want, so we're going to have to do it. So, uh, Elizabeth, you said you don't think that consumers will want this. I actually agree with you. I don't think consumers will want this either. But, I mean, are you saying – what do you mean by that exactly? Do you say that this is going to be once, – once consumers hear about this, that this practice will stop? Oh, I don't think it will stop. I just think people will yeah. get angry about it. Yeah, that's so. where the customer service fine line comes in because nobody mm-hmm. wants to think they're paying more than the person beside them. But until you know for sure, you kind of yeah. have to well, assume that. And there's the whole big brother 
thing that just grows, you know, every year, you know, we assume that more and more data is being collected about us and used it in, in inappropriate ways that, mm -hmm. I don't know, I think, I think society is growing more and more apprehensive to all of this kind of stuff. I, it's some, it's, it's, it's such a great area because I think about healthcare. When I said insurance, I was thinking about, Hey, you with insurance a and you with insurance mm -hmm. B and me with no insurance, we're all paying something different for the mm -hmm. same right. procedure. Yeah. Right. When I, I mean, the cost is the same, but what we actually would pay mm -hmm. is different. And not just because you have a deductible or, or premium, it's, it's the actual pricing would be different, yeah. right? Based on what was yep. negotiated uh, or could be, uh, <clears throat> where I think it gets even worse is, that, that big brother aspect, like um, I don't mind paying more for an airline seat just because I happen to, you know, buy it at a certain time or whatever. That's right. kind of on me. But they talk in here about everything from gas prices to whatever. How easy would it be? I mean, they should be doing this now if they're not, right? They should be able, they being whatever the oil companies, <laughs> BP, mm -hmm. Holiday, Super America, those are the big ones around us, right? So pick those three. They should be able to buy consumer data on me and know how often I buy gas. How easy would that be to determine from my credit card statements? Yeah. And then be able to say, when I swipe my card and it's me, um, that, oh, look, it's, you know, it, normally he fills up his gas every 30 days and he's at 29. So we're boosting the price of this gas up 10%. Now, the only way to do that would, that would be in a way that I couldn't see the price to start with. Right. right. And that's one thing where um, you're going to have some ability to combat this or, you know, to Elizabeth's point where people are, I think I agree are going to like go, whoa, with airlines, you don't know what the price is till you tell them what you want, right. and who you are, right. and there you get the price, right? We've kind of all accepted that. Imagine rolling to a gas station where you don't know what the price is. Mm -hmm. And you're only going to find out the price when you tell them who you are. Mm -hmm. uh, good luck with the first gas station that tries that. <laughs> right. Right? I mean, right. how the heck do you break into the market with that? Right. I don't well, know. Maybe I'm you see simplifying you're be a place where there's other people around buying too. And I think that's the tipping point because you can see, well, okay, that guy at that pump is paying this price. Yeah. Well, again, Whereas with airlines, you can't really see and that's why yeah. it works. Gas is an interesting example too because, I mean, how often do, do you ever look at the sign before you pull into the gas station? No, but there are certainly oh, lots well, of people. I know there. I know there are. I know there are. I'm just thinking of the I, first I, world problems. Yes, totally first like, world problem. Know. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that sign but it's like, with the pricing is blocking my view of the sun. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I need gas. I'm gonna whatever a gas costs. I'm gonna pull it to the gas station. Mm -hmm. Right, whatever is the closest yeah. one or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I will you say guys that. Don't live in California. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that's true. Well, that's true. Well, prices suck around here lately too. I mean, I'm not sure what they compare. What is a gallon of gas in California right now? I got gas yesterday and it was three sixty-five. That's cheaper than here, I think. No, no. What no. is it here? We're like two eighty. Oh, like are we down that low yeah, right we now? Are, yeah. I don't oh. know if we're that low. I just got gas yesterday too. I should know. Yeah, I should know too. I so did I. I yeah, have no that idea. just proves our our horribly. Yes. So you should you should come out to Minnesota <laughs> and buy gas, Elizabeth. I mean, you know, just drive out here. <laughs> That's right. Luckily, I have about a four-mile commute. <laughs> and. Nashville's two dollars and sixty-five cents. We're being told by a mysterious listener. Oh, really? <laughs> so that's a whole dollar more out in, yeah, out in California. Wow! You guys have higher gas taxes and things yeah, too. Yeah, a lot of gas taxes. That's an outrage. We should change this. Why? Why are they charging more in California? Well, see right there, Elizabeth's having to pay more because of her zip code. Yeah, yep. right there. There we go. And you know the other part of this, um, the other part where this is impacting. Uh, healthcare and, and health insurance in particular mm -hmm. is the movement toward 
uh, employer-mandated wellness screenings, right? Uh, where you will pay more if you don't take a screening, or in some cases now they're trying to get you if you don't take steps toward improving your health, your premiums will go up, uh, or you'll have a higher deductible, those kind of things. So that's another example of pricing based on your personal footprint. It's not necessarily your data. I guess it would have to be your data, but mm-hmm. here's interesting. Uh, this this fits a couple of aspects of our conversation here, but um. Price, yeah. So, Minnesota, Twin Cities gas prices right now we've got about ranging two forty five to two seventy nine, and then right there a huge ad for the uplift, exact uplift desk I was just looking at a few moments ago. So, talking about uh, Big Brother following you around, there's a wow standing desk ad for the exact desk I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> that well, we like that retargeting is good. We like yeah. retargeting. But uh, yeah, sure just one consumer. last point about that. You know, I just came from New York and was working for the hospital system there. And there was uh, legislation put through uh, 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 tackling price transparency in healthcare, And it basically enforced that you have to now put prices for healthcare on every website. And um, I was with the team that was kind of putting together the, uh, the application to do that. And you would be surprised at all the different algorithms that you have to within a health system. If you're getting, you know, this care treated from uh, inpatient is a little different than if you're going to an affiliated outpatient ambulatory center. And I mean, there was this intricate database that would feed these prices. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I think that, you know, the drive is towards transparency in, in costs. But I think also at certain points in time, you know, when do consumers stop caring about that and just start, you know, making choices based on other things like how close is the gas station or 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 you know or what have you well and there's sometimes you don't when it comes to healthcare, there are sometimes you simply don't have a choice if if you need something very specific and it's only performed in right two very specific hospitals around the world right. country then that's that's where you're don't going don't take me to that urgent care center take me to this one well let me ask you guys this do do how many of you guys um by show of hands because i can see everybody's hand um Download movies, buy, rent or buy movies, download. Oh, yeah. Everybody do of that? Of course. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've been noticing recently, <clears throat> I almost always do it exclusively through iTunes because I have an Apple mm-hmm. TV. Uh, and I've noticed that the time, so there's usually a delay between when you can buy a movie that's available and when you can rent it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so usually that delay is not that long, mm-hmm. but it has been growing. Like American Sniper was unavailable to rent, you know, as soon as it came out to buy, on iTunes, it was unavailable to rent for like six weeks. It was insane. Mm-hmm. Um, now that's probably I'm hoping demand pricing, right? Where they know it's a very popular movie and people will just say, "Screw it, I'm just going to buy it." That's, yeah, it. that's kind of. But that's how like, many of you would wonder? Is that based on my zip code? Is that yeah, based uh, on my my buying preferences? History, yeah. is, are they pricing it differently for me than you guys? Because that to Elizabeth's point. Mm-hmm. That's not something. It's like an airline. We're not seeing each other, but we're paying. We should we should do like a little experiment with the four of us. Okay. If we all look at movies, we should just like track. Like, hey, I'm I'm gonna, I bought American Sniper. I rented it. How much did it cost? Because you know that's variable on iTunes. It could be four ninety nine, five ninety nine, six ninety nine, and see if we're all getting the same. The same prices. Yeah. Or we don't even have to buy them. We could go look. Like we could just pick things and go mm-hmm. look in our own. Mm-hmm. Does do you, does everybody use iTunes though? I guess we'd all have to use the same source. Yeah, I I do. Yeah, okay. Elizabeth does. Mm-hmm. Do you bore? I do. Okay, so let's do that. Let's experiment. We'll have to do this offline. We won't bore our listeners with it. <laughs> I wonder. But the four of us are going to do a pricing, a personalized pricing experiment with Apple. 
Okay. And see if we're getting personalized priced on our movies. I wonder if Amazon wouldn't be a better place, even though we probably don't all use it. But I wonder if it would be a more likely place to do that kind of Where there would be different pricing. I mean, I think they do that to some degree. Who do you think knows more about us, Apple or Amazon? I think they, for me, both know quite a bit about me. (laughs) (laughs) We use Amazon a lot, and I use Apple stuff all day. Um, But I also know, especially based on like what Tim Cook just came out, one of the reasons I use Apple stuff over like Google is that they don't sell you that way. Right. Um, But they're not selling us to somebody else. They're selling Apple products. Mm Mm-hmm. So they're using it for their own thing. Mm-hmm. Do you use, Elizabeth, do you use Amazon like Adam yes, does? Yes, do. Or we do? I do. Yeah. And it's a so lot convenient. more convenient. Yeah. I purchase things a lot more frequently from there. And I'd say Amazon knows even more about us. Yeah. Now, you guys have iPhones. Mm-hmm. You still think Amazon knows more about you? I don't know if I they mean, know more. Do you know what kind of data is in your iPhone? They, they, yeah, they know different, different stuff. Yeah, different I mean, I'm, stuff. I'm doing all my Amazon purchasing through Apple devices. Too, yeah. So all, they, yeah, yeah, all I'm saying is that if Apple wanted to construct a profile from the data that flows through our iPhones, it would be far more rich, I think, than Amazon. Okay. Don't you think? I, I, think, I do. Well, I th- they yeah, see our yeah. calendars. Sure they see our emails. They see yeah. our phone logs. They see our text messages. They could see all those. Yeah. Okay, I'll tell you what we'll do. I like your idea. Let's we'll pick five products, and all of us here on the on the podcast will look up the prices. We'll cross Amazon. We'll go into iTunes, whatever, and we'll post the results uh, on into the blog post around this podcast next week. If there's something to post, if, if we find out, <laughs> well, we'll post well, that too and say <laughs> Bevelo was wrong. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not <laughs> p- p- positing a theory. I'm just curious. Well, you guys are all in the same zip code, so it won't work. Yes, that Amazon. doesn't help. No, we're not in the same zip code. No homes. Yeah, we're homes in three separate zip codes. Oh, okay. Yeah, in the same geographical region, but definitely. Yeah, but the zip codes are very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because we've got one person downtown. We've got one in the southern suburbs, and one in the right. far western. Mm-hmm. Or and those suburbs. and the demographics of those zip codes are very different. Like mm-hmm. some are going to be the same, but but like Boyers will be very different. Like yep. within your zip code, will there'll be there's a lot of variety. Not in my zip code, nor in mine. No, so it's we're all the same out there. Okay, right. okay, cool. So there's an experiment. Somebody <coughs> help make sure that actually happens because it won't be me. Mm-hmm. I'll forget. Uh, how are we doing on time there, Adam? Uh, we're at about 22 minutes. We're okay. 22 minutes. Okay. 23. So is there one more we want to talk about? One of you two guys want to. Or Elizabeth, there's one that, that let's give Elizabeth the chance. We got to remember that she's on the the horn with us because us three are together and we'll just chat away. So Elizabeth, you get to drive the next topic of conversation. All right, I like this more ads on Instagram. It kind of goes along the same lines of the targeted marketing, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Are you guys Instagram users? Mm-hmm. I was. When Facebook bought them out, I kind of stopped using it. I don't know why. Why? They didn't change a thing. I know. Now they they have. Something, something, (laughs) they changed some agreement and actually, no, I know what it was. There was something that happened. uh, I don't even know if I want to get it. It's a long story, but there was something happened to me in my life where I decided, all right, I don't, I'm not comfortable with some stuff being as open as it was. And I had pictures of my kids and stuff on Instagram and I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to stop using that and keep that in more Mm -hmm. of a closed network Mm -hmm. with Facebook. Um, I won't get into the story of what it was, but there was something that was like, I just suddenly I was more guarded about my privacy and I stopped using Instagram. Well, they did say at some point they can use your pictures for whatever they want. Yeah, yeah it was that true. was early on. Right? That's true. Yeah. For like for advertisements or whatever. I think they've changed their policy around that. But, um, Elizabeth, I use Instagram all the time. I actually use it more than Facebook. Yeah. So you've probably seen the ads and the thing I want to chat about today is how sneaky they are. 
Mm-hmm. What I haven't seen them. So what are the ads exactly? I've got. You're gonna have to describe it. It's almost hard to tell their ads because they've done things where you can scroll through old mm-hmm. photos. You know, so it's not like you just get one photo. If you look at it, you can scroll and look at the older ones too. So it looks much more seamless with the rest of the feed. Right. So it, it appears like in your feed. I gotta sign um, in here. And uh, and then basically it's a brand of some sort. It doesn't look like it's um, an ad oh, per no. se. Native advertising. Yeah, that's what it would Native be. Native advertising. There you oh, go. That's such a. And awesome then um, and then you know to Alyssa's point, you click on it, and then you can actually kind of scroll through some other pictures, some other you know back 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 information. It's really kind of a fascinating thing. I'm trying to pull up one now. Of course, it's just like going to the doctor. You know, the minute you want to see it, you can't really see it. But I mean, the point is, though, I I think that. Um, what what was that reference you just gave? Well, you know, when you go to the doctor, you, you're not sick for what you went to the doctor for. You feel better by the time you get to the doctor. Okay. So I was just trying to show an ad here, but you guys are now going to look. Probably don't find it. Um, uh, but I, I I find it to be kind of interesting that they're starting to see and uh, you know and and they're adding now the ability to click through on the Instagram photos to to advertising sites. Um, it's it's Facebook getting its hands into into the advertising mix now, and I'm not sure I like that. So I'm looking through my Instagram feed and I don't see any ads. I'm trying to get mine. Out. There we go. Maybe because I so rarely use it, no advertisers yeah, want targeted. <laughs> Safe for me. Oh, there's video. I I haven't even been in Instagram so long that I haven't even seen video in here. So oh, okay. There's a video. Um, so still. Elizabeth, you must use it a lot. Do you use it a lot? No, I don't use it a lot, but I've noticed when I have gotten it on that it does feel a lot more seamless than in other social media outlets. But Chris, to your point, to be able to click through to products, I'm less mm-hmm. against that than you are. I'm, I'm a convenience person. So you would like to, if you see an ad, you'd like to click on it regardless where you're at? <clears throat> I won't always, but if I do, it's nice to have that option. I was looking at it, and if Here's you a- see something you like, you can even go for the purchase right away. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't mind target things if they're if they're very targeted. Like I'm like way into like Apple stuff and mm-hmm. guitars. Um, and if I if there's a well targeted something on Instagram here, like some really sweet guitar, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna click on that and check it out, mm-hmm. see how much it costs, where I, where it could be acquired. Mm-hmm. I'm not against that. If it's targeted and it's stuff I'm interested in, I want to learn more about it. That's true. That's a good point. There's always that that flip side of the big data is good for you, but at a certain point, it isn't. Wah, right? wah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think the point is, is they see that, you know, that Instagram is really a, um, a, like a huge social network. In fact, we talked about it a couple podcasts ago when you weren't here, either you, Chris Bevelo or Adam, um, where we, where Christy Goat and I were talking about how many people were on it, on Instagram. And I was surprised there were so many people using this, uh, social network. So of course, if the eyeballs are there, the advertising follows, right? Well, and I mean, advertising here isn't new. I mean, there have been people, you know, the same people who use like, like you get the 15 year olds who are making, you know, millions on YouTube by mm-hmm. uh, either doing video game walkthroughs or showing how to put on makeup the right, you know, a certain way. Um, <clears throat> or both. Those, those types of uh, people have been making money on Instagram already by, with, with right. pu- you know, pumping products and stuff. So, right. Um, there's, there's a lot of this that's been subtly going on. You know, what's interesting is I follow a few brands on Instagram because they actually take time and they artistically position their products. 
Like there's a place here in, in the Twin Cities called Black Coffee and Waffles, which is a, a, they sell coffee and waffles. That's what they do. But they take pictures of their products in such a way that it's actually very interesting. I mean, they're very well positioned, very artistic and things like that. So um, I, I, I follow those and I have a more of a brand affinity to them. But if they started advertising through Instagram, I think I would stop following them. I just... It's kind, of, it's kind of advertising. I mean, it's advertising already. It's by posting photos, reminding you of their existence. Right. Which is what a lot of advertising is to some extent. Right. So, But, I mean, I get these naturally through my through my feeds right now on Instagram. Well, what if the ad was for, you know, show us this, come in and show us this photo, and you'll get 50 cents off of your mm. off of your order. Okay. Okay. You're starting to turn me here a yeah. little bit, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I see that point. I see that point. <laughs> So you don't mind it. I don't mind. Well, you know, and even uh, to add on to that, too, is, uh, you know, other social networks like I've been reading a lot of articles around Snapchat and how their brands are advertising in Snapchat and how that's like on a rapid decline that people aren't just engaging with it. I think really if you're going to you're going to start looking at a social network, it's how you advertise, I suppose. Right. I mean, for me, getting feeds of I have seven or eight brands I follow on on instagram and i like looking at their pictures because they spend time looking at their pictures and that makes me want to go buy their products more um but you know in snapchat well i don't use snapchat but i would imagine that that would be something that i, I i'm not sure i would i would get well, into. you can't really you've got like how many seconds to absorb the picture before it's gone for eternity so right right but like on twitter the promoted posts on twitter those things are kind of annoying to me. I scroll right by those and they're always sitting at the top of my newsfeed or, you know, things like that. And Facebook advertising is just drives me bonkers. There's too much of it right now. Yeah. It's a volume yeah. thing is what I think you're getting at, Chris. If there's a few mm-hmm. select ones and they make sense to you and they're of interest to you. But I guess once you, and I don't even know what the tipping point is, but it's where there's too many and it's distracting and it's taking away from where you went for went there for in the first place yeah or or repetitive when the retargeting is has gone so far like i recently read an article about um an ios device called canary it's like a home security thing it's like a camera motion sensor it kind of learns you set it in a room and it learns behavior in your home and then alerts you when behavior is unusual Mm -hmm. um i just thought it looked interesting so i was reading about it now these damn canary ads have been following (laughs) me for weeks it's just everywhere um remarketing and I, i mean i yeah, I mean, I, I know what's behind it, but it's like it's it's in this case, it just feels like it's gone overboard. I wish somebody else would remarket to me to take over these canary ads, which won't leave me alone. We need to take over the canary. Wait, yes, taking is, over the canary. That's another. That's some bad jargon. <laughs> taking over the canary. That's Dominating the jargon. canary. I don't know. We need to come up with jargon, a term for jargon that's not really jargon. Faux uh, jargon. Faux jargon? Faux jargon. No, like, like if you want to be, if it wants to be jargon, but it's really right. not, that's poser jargon, right? Poser jargon. Poser jargon. That's what taking over the canary is. Poe jargon. Poe jargon. I, I kind of like faux jargon. I liked faux jargon better, actually. Faux jargon? jargon. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of poe jargon, yes. Elizabeth, are you a Game of Thrones fan? I do watch Game of Thrones. Did you see? I kind of got sucked into it. I wasn't into it that much at first, but it's on every Sunday night at our house. Yep. Well, we we have to. to I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. I don't care about listeners. Spoiler horn. Has everybody <laughs> turn it off? Has everybody <laughs> seen it on this show? All, all the guests oh. here, Elizabeth. Have you seen Sunday's episode? Oh, I think yeah. my pretty, favorite episode. Of pretty the epic. Pretty yeah. That pretty. was. I mean, they talked about before this episode. The big episode was the like the black the Blackwater which battle, was okay. which was good, but it was nothing like this. No. Yeah. 
I mean, that one that was amazing. This one was it was amazing. It was almost horror movie ish yes. quality. Not that doesn't I don't, that doesn't sound like a compliment. And absolutely <clears throat> not in the books. No, well, it's not in the books as in this way. It's in the right. books that something happened, something bad happened at this place. Right. You know, this battles in the books though. They just reference it. Right. Right. Yeah. But, it's it, kind but of you don't. Offhand. You don't ever get like a description of it, like like this. You don't see it in your. Oh head no no no! Books. And John's not there. Right. No, none of that. Mm-hmm. And Torment's not there. No. So it's interesting. Again, it's one of those things they're doing to accelerate the mm-hmm. the story. I'm sure, but it, yeah, it was friggin' amazing. I mean, you don't. I don't know. There's like, I, w- I want to, some spoilers coming out, but you like in the books, you never get a sense of like, at least I didn't, there's like leadership behind this. Um, the night King, right behind the, the white King. walkers. And in, right. in this, you you've got hints of it up until now, but now in this episode, it's like all of a sudden, not only is there like something leading this horde of the undead, it's like, they're like fighting. <sighs> well, these we're things. all zombie fans. Elizabeth, did you even like the episode? Were you, did you think it was that great? So I was as big of a fan as you guys. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it was dramatic. I liked after the big event. He just sort of you know, gave a little head nod. I'll, I'll shrug my shoulders and here everyone will rise. I like that part. Yes. yes. Yeah. The ending of it. I mean, I love zombies, and, and it wasn't the zombies that made it great for me. It was the buildup. Right. Even when they're rowing in, and you see, you know, there's kind of like, there's so many parts of it. So when you first see Hard Home, you see this crowd of people, and it's, you can't even quite tell what it is. They're all dressed the same. Right. Um, you can't tell if they're people or penguins. It's so far away, <laughs> at least on the TV I was watching that. And they come in, right? And then the final scene is kind of backing away, and it's the same scene. Right. But instead of this mass of people that are people, they've all turned. Right. So there was that. There was um, the music was really good. Mm-hmm. And at the end, like Elizabeth said, um, it there's no music. There's no sound at all. Right. It's just the lapping of the waves and the visuals, which are just mm-hmm. incredible. And kind of, you know, he's like... Mm-hmm flipping them shit he's basically like yeah he's like, he's what like, else you got anything well, else you know I, like I, raising his arms like he's like well i bring I like, it on I, yeah like he's like this is what you're up against that's you know? right like, yeah. this this is yeah. it and, it's, and, so. and, and you can see that they're all just staring at it like what yeah. how do we fight that and great dialogue i mean i thought john's kind of speech inside where he was trying to compel people and yep. some were with them some were not some were with them some were not and the thin guy was like screw you i'll slit your throats and then when I when thins. bleep went down you know and he's like okay i'll help you get the, yeah. the dragon glass sorry this is really geeky if you're not you can't get <laughs> you're deep here man i know but if you're in game of thrones you just i've watched yeah. it well, I've watched it twice now. I'm going to watch it with my son, and I'm trying to decide if I can watch it with my daughter. Who's, oh. well, I have two daughters, 12 and 13. Um, they both would love it, except for there's some dialogue in the beginning um, where one guy is accusing another guy of being too friendly with another guy and uses derogatory <laughs> terms mm-hmm. to describe such mm-hmm. friendliness that I don't <laughs> think I want my daughters hearing. Um, do you let my your daughters watch son. Game of Thrones, Chris? What? Do you let your daughters watch Game of oh, Thrones? Oh, God, no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> no. So I'm uh, not sure why you want to watch, let them watch well, this Well, this scene is amazing. Yeah. And it's, and it's, they love, my, my youngest loves zombie movies. Mm-hmm. World War Z is their favorite movie. Mm-hmm. So it's really not any different than that mm-hmm. other than the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But the, the downside that. is be now if they're like, Okay, what happens next? Now they're going to want to watch the next episode. That's, that's the other thing I've thought about. Or even worse. What right. Yeah. Now, 
Now they're sneaking yeah. into the back episodes yeah. while dad's away. And when, when I found exactly. out my son had been watching both Game of Thrones and House of Cards, I said, okay, um, what's this internet thing? How do I turn <laughs> this off? <laughs> oh, boy. I All right. He, I wonder if he gets different prices for yeah. money. <laughs> he he probably gets dirt cheap pricing. You need to log in as Jack so you get better deals. on That's, all this stuff. that's exactly <laughs> right. They want to suck him in. He's like a he's like a 22-year-old going to Vegas where they're going to let him win. So he you never, know, He's probably totally... Uh, obscuring your pricing models on all of your that would be good that would be good (laughs) all right we should we should probably wrap up now i know we're we're running long so um elizabeth so glad you could join us yeah come back will you come back yeah are you sure (laughs) we say that but they don't come back (laughs) they don't it's very minnesotan can we shrug our shoulders and have her come back (laughs) yes all right well cool definitely i'll be back All right, good, good. So I'm going to sign off now for the Healthcare Marketing Underground. This is Chris Bevelo. Adam Meyer. Chris Boyer. Elizabeth Messon. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Talk to you next time. Bye.